0: Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service.
1: All right, all right. Everybody open your Bible to Luke chapter number 19. I'm excited to preach this morning for a lot of reasons. But I want to continue talking about how to how to keep your faith or live by faith in unstable times. Because it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that times are, 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 are unstable. If something is not unstable in your life right now, just wait around. Sooner or later it will be, probably sooner than later. So you're going to have to understand that faith is how we live. Faith is not an idea. Faith is our reality. Somebody say reality. Yes. Faith is more real than what you can see and touch. Faith is more real than what you can see and touch. Faith is, is, is radical when applied properly. And it looks very different than the world. And when I say the world, I'm talking about those that either hate God uh, or are opposed to God or just do not know God yet. So faith looks very different when you go through something that is a challenge and you're a person of faith, it should look very different how you go through it. So the question is, what can we do? What can we do in unstable times to maintain our faith? Luke chapter 19, the Bible says in verse 1. Can I just say this? Always bring your Bible to church. Always bring your Bible to church. The Bible is not old-fashioned. The Bible has the answers to every question you will ever ask. So the truth is not that you don't have the answer. The truth is is that you have not read the answer. So anytime you ever feel like, oh, I just don't have the answer, the truth is you haven't read the answer. The answer is in the Bible to any question you can ever come up with to any challenge you can ever come up with. So always bring your Bible to church because when you're in the house of God and the word of God is being taught, especially in a very anointed environment, you want to make sure and have your eyes on that Bible, even if it's on your phone. And if you don't have a good Bible on your phone, you can download the New Heights Church app. We actually have one there, but always bring your Bible to church. Dads, always bring your Bible to church. Let your children see you reading your Bible. Crack that thing open. And talk about it with them. If you, if you, if you don't know where to start, start with the book of John and look for everything Jesus says. Anything Jesus said or did, pay close attention to it and then just keep going from there. But your Bible is not old fashioned. Everybody, let's say that together. The Bible is not old fashioned. And I feel freedom when I say that. Luke chapter 19, Jesus entered and passed through. So he's walking through this, the, the city of Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. He was a, he was a tax collector. So he was a tax collector and he was rich. Everybody say Zacchaeus. When you were in, in if you went to Sunday school, you might have heard a song about Zacchaeus. Climbing a sycamore tree. This is the story that we're reading right now. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus which was chief among the tax collectors and he was rich. And he sought to see, he sought to see Jesus who he was. He sought to see Jesus who he was. He wanted to know, who is this Jesus I keep hearing about? I want to know who is this Jesus that I keep hearing all these stories about But he could not see him for the press, for all the people, because he was little of stature. He was, he was not a very tall man. He was looking to see Jesus, but he couldn't see him because he was too tall. So here's how you, first off, you gotta get some faith, then you gotta use your faith, but if you don't know the Lord, you got one job till you meet him. You gotta look for God. You ought to just write that down. If you're going to have faith in unstable times, you've got to look for God. You gotta look for God. I get I get so tickled about how people they talk about, well, you know, Jesus hadn't spoken to me, God hadn't done this, I just haven't this. Yet they'll literally Google a restaurant on the backside of a three person county if they find out they have good tacos, they'll send out a search party to find it, but they don't want to look for God. They want to act like, they want to act like, they're, that that the entire world revolves around them and if God who literally controls everything owns everything flung the stars in the sky doesn't send them a handwritten postcard on a Tuesday at two then they're going to act like God hadn't spoken to them when literally the blood of his only begotten son was poured out on a cross and bled down into a rock hill in the Middle East so that you and I could be set free and they and people want to act like it's challenging to touch God. My question is, are you even looking for him? Because if you're going to find him, you need to look for him. The Bible says, seek and you'll find. It doesn't say close your eyes and you'll see. It says, knock and the door will be opened unto you. You got people that will spend their last dollar on, on, a, on, a, on a phone call to somebody at 2 o'clock in the morning that's going to flip over a couple of cards to try to tell them their future and they'll be looking in places where God is not. So if you don't know God, the first thing you got to do is you got to find God and you're going to find what you look for. So if you're looking for something else, quit being shocked that God didn't meet you at the bar at 2 o'clock in the morning in your drunken stupor. Quit being shocked that God didn't meet you on a Friday night Sitting on the tailgate doing the same thing you've been doing since you were 16 years old Quit being shocked God doesn't hang out in those situations Well God is everywhere I'm talking about the manifested presence of Almighty God That will shake you to the core of who you are He is not rolling around in sin He is standing looking down the road for the day That you will come back to the Father's house The prodigal son's father didn't say, let me go hop in the pit with the pigs with you. He said, when you finally come to yourself, I want you to know that the father's house have gates that swing wide open. And we have a calf prepared for you. We have a robe prepared for you. We have a ring prepared for you. We have shoes for your feet, but we are not leaving the goodness of God to come looking for something that doesn't look like him. So Zacchaeus is there, he's a short guy. You know, there's all kinds of people around and he can't see Jesus. So he wants to see Jesus. So here's what he did. He didn't quit. I wish you'd just write that down. 2021, 2022, 2023, you ought to just write this down. Don't quit. Just don't quit. The only way you lose in this kingdom is you quit. The Bible says, now thanks be unto God, which always caused me to triumph through Christ Jesus. You never have a plan uh, 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 you never have a time in your life that God is planning your failure. He's only planning your victory. The problem is you're looking at the clock and serving an eternal God. God's not bound by time. So you ought to be free from it. Stop stop putting a time clock on the hand of God moving in your life. The Bible says if you don't quit, you'll reap The Bible says if you don't quit Let me just say it in 2021 terms You don't quit you'll win Can I say it differently You ready for this This one will hurt a little bit If you quit you'll lose Then you'll blame God Oh not you the person next to you You'll quit And then act like God did something And all the while he's just sitting there saying The gate's open what are you doing out there You're looking for me where I am not if you don't know God, the first thing you got to do is you got to find God. You got to look for God. Somebody say, "Look for God." Look for God. Then you got to decide not to quit. He didn't just say, "Oh, they're too tall. I'm out." He didn't say, "Oh man, you know, I, I thought this would be fixed by now. I quit." He didn't say, "You know what? I, I tithe like last week. You know, I, I, you know, I made like seventeen dollars. I tithe the dollar and seventy cents, and I'm not rich yet. I quit." Too real? But I prayed like, like 32 seconds. And, and, and you know my elbow still hurts. My knee still hurts. I prayed 32 whole seconds. Is God, is he, is he off of his throne? And you quit. I'm here to tell you, you want to expedite the move of God and the miraculous in your life, you take quitting off the table. Though he slay me, what that said is, if God was going to kill me, I'd still serve Him because, believe it or not, He's God. And he's not going to kill you, but that's the attitude we have to take. It's got to be. Look, there's not a better life other than this. There's nothing else out there. I, I, I remember one time the, the disciples were were standing there and a bunch of people were leaving Jesus, and Jesus said to him, says, says, Hey, look, all these people are leaving me. Are you going to leave me too? And I love how, how, love how they answered. They said, where would we go? Like, that's really how I feel. Like, where would I go? I don't fit in. Look around. It's not all white people in here. It's not all black people in here. It's not all brown people in here. It's not even all pink people in here. I don't, I don't fit in with anybody except God's people. <laughs> Come on, get a revelation. You don't fit in, and I mean really fit in, with anybody except God's people. Because we're the only ones that admit we don't have it all together. But He does, and He lets us get inside of Him. Come on, somebody. And then we become the righteousness of God through His work. And then because of that, we do the work of Him because of, that, because of the fact that He has actually changed us. Where would we go? What do you, what do you do when you've been radically transformed? You can't, you can't go back to the world. And when you do go back, you go back on a mission. Somebody say don't quit. don't quit. So he ran before, climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass by that way. Now look, he was smart enough to see where God was going and he positioned himself there. If you can't do anything else, you know God's moved here. Hey, has God ever moved in your life at New Heights Church? Just lift one hand. Come on, let's be honest. Get them up. This is testimony time. God's been good to you. Some of you wouldn't even be married if it wasn't for New Heights Church. Some of you'd still be strung out on drugs if it wasn't for New Heights Church. Some of you, the money in your pocket is there because you got a revelation on the goodness of God at New Heights Church. The secret is you go where you know God goes. Zacchaeus looked and he said, okay, he was there. He was there. He was there. Looks like he's headed that way. So he did something really special. You ready for this? He left the crowd and he went where he knew God was going to be. Some of you coming to church Let me rephrase that. Never let coming to church be a ritual. Coming to church is where we meet God. Anything can happen in the house of God. Anything can happen in the house of God. I feel something coming on me right now. Anything can happen in the house of God. Anything can happen in the house of God. A praise can break out in the house of God and every wall in your life can fall down. Anything can happen in the house of God. You can get touched by God in the house of God and your whole life change. You can fall in love with your wife again in the house of God. You you can... You can be healed in your body In the house of God You can walk out of here And a cigarette doesn't even taste right anymore Because the hand of God touched you You can walk out of here And all of a sudden that's been, That has been that's been plaguing your family for generations Breaks off of you in a moment Because God is here The problem with the modern day church Is they're serving a God And they don't think he'll show up But we serve a God And we know for a fact He'll move on our behalf He'll change the situation we serve a God that'll show up that'll show out that'll put his hand on his children we serve a God that'll take a baby that a doctor said's gonna die and cause that baby to live we serve a God that'll open the windows of heaven over your life and pour out a blessing you don't have room enough to receive we've gotten too stoic you remember David David was dancing before the Lord and all of a sudden it got hot and his jacket came off. One translation said he was naked. I don't necessarily think he was completely naked. I just think that's how they translated it. I think his overcoat came off and the brother was running around like a shirts and skins game. He's dancing and his wife is looking at him going, would you look at this fool? He's supposed to be a king. He's out there dancing like a lunatic cannot believe what she didn't know is David was probably dancing and he was thinking about that day when he was out there tending his daddy's sheep and all of a sudden a man showed up with a horn full of oil and the oil wouldn't flow for his brothers but the oil flowed like a river on his head. I wonder if he wasn't thinking about that day when there was a giant standing in the valley screaming at everybody and he didn't know what he, what was going to happen but he knew he had to do something so he reached down into, went into his shepherd's bag and he pulled out one smooth stone and he began to sling it and he that giant fall and he carried his head all through Israel saying, look what God has done. I bet you he was dancing, thinking about the goodness of God. I bet you he was dancing, thinking about how Saul tried to kill him over and over and over again. And he just kept saying, God's been making a way for me. And the woman said, I don't understand why you're dancing. He said, of course you don't understand why I'm dancing. You don't know what he did for me. She said, you ought to calm down. He said, I'll get more undignified. You can't threaten me when he anointed me. You didn't put a crown on my head. He did. The church got too stoic. We don't expect God to move. We don't expect God to show up. We want to show up and critique the preacher. We want to show up and critique the worship. Well, I don't know about that. uh, Why they got all those lights? Ah. Why don't they have all those lights? Blah. You're treating church like you're a Yelp reviewer. As if anybody cares about your opinion. When you could have it all. But the only way is you gotta look for God. He said, he said, I'm going to go. I'm going to climb up in a tree. He didn't say, well, God made me too short. He must not want to move in my life. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll climb a doggone tree. I'll leave the crowd. But I want to see Jesus for who he is. And he goes and he climbs up the tree. And the Bible says... For the sake of time, I'll just tell you, the Bible says Jesus looks up and there's Zacchaeus. And he says, Zacchaeus, come down out of that tree because I want to go to your house today. Seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping is not just a money thing. It's an everything thing. This is a seed kingdom. You look for God, he looks for you. You look for God, he looks for you. I'm telling you, when you're looking for God, he's looking for you. He's looking over your life. He's looking over for that moment. He's looking over for that moment where somebody walks up to you at work. And shares Jesus or their love for Jesus with you. And the fire that had dwindled inside of you comes back to life. Because you're looking for God. That's what you're sowing. He's looking for you. That's what you'll reap. So when you don't know God and you haven't found him. What do you do? You look for God. Everybody say look for God. Then when you find him, what do you do? You look for God. Somebody say, look for God. The disciples spent three and a half years with Jesus. And every one of them in their own way, shape, form, and fashion was looking for the Messiah. Then they found him. What did they do? They looked for God. Somebody say, look for God. If you're going to keep your faith in unstable times, you have to look for God. Flip over real quick to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 is easy to find. It's right between Acts 2 and Acts (laughs) 4. Acts chapter 3. This is right after Jesus rose from the dead. Thank you, my brother. This is right after Jesus rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. Then the day of Pentecost come. That's what a lot of our youth experience this week. If you're believing God for the fill infilling of the Holy Spirit, he wants to fill you more than you want to be filled, actually. There's two requirements. Number one, you have to be saved. You can't be an unclean vessel and have the Holy Spirit live on the inside of you. The second requirement is you have to receive. Somebody say receive. In Acts chapter 19, the Apostle Paul is there. He's at, he's at Corinth, and he says this. Have you received the Holy Spirit? since you believed that means these people were saved yet they had not been filled you see what i'm talking about just reading the bible and believe it like you can't just believe what somebody says it says you just read it so he says if you receive the holy spirit since you believed and the word received there is not the word like to have something dumped in your lap it's the word to lay hold of in an effort to carry it with you some of you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit because you think it's God going to dump a blanket on you when the reality is, is you got to be born again and then you have to lay hold on the Spirit in order to take Him with you. It's demons that possess and oppress. The Holy Spirit is just available. It's like this bottle of water. It's not going anywhere, but I can lay hold of it. I can drink of it. And then I can carry it with me. That's what the Holy Spirit does in your life and in my life. So Acts chapter 2 is where the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit comes on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 3 is right after this. It says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, about the ninth hour. So it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. Beautiful. To ask alms of them to beg. To ask alms or beg of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple. Asked alms. Asked Peter and John for some money. Couple of notes real quick. Beggars don't beg beggars. If you look like you don't have anything. The odds of somebody asking you for something is not very high. Secondly, the man had been laid there daily. We know he's a man. Jesus just went to heaven. That means for the last three years, he'd probably seen Jesus and Peter and John. Which means he'd probably asked them for money before. Can I say it differently? If they hadn't given him any money, do you think he would have kept asking? Nope, there goes Peter and John, those snobs. They're not going to help anybody out. I believe he was asking Peter and John because he'd seen them and he'd seen the prosperity of the ministry on Jesus' life. You want another fact? 5,000 people were fed with a couple of fish and some bread. There was some left over. Anybody remember how many baskets? 12 baskets. That'd be like catering a party of 50 ...but actually having it catered for 300. If we did that today, everybody would say, wasteful, wasteful, wasteful. And Jesus is going exceeding, abundantly, above, more than you could ask or think. Jesus' ministry was radically blessed everywhere he went. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. Don't you understand that anything Jairus had, he would have given to Jesus at that moment... Just like you would if your daughter were laying dead and Jesus walked in and raised her from the dead. Jesus' ministry was radically blessed. This guy had seen Jesus or knew of Jesus. This guy had seen Peter and John before. Most likely, he'd been there every day for years. He's a grown man. He'd been there every day for years. So Peter and John are walking in. So Peter and John spent their life looking for the Messiah. Then they met the Messiah by saying, look for God. So they were looking for God, then they met God, they spent time for God, and then after they knew God, what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to look for God. So the Bible says that he's sitting there and Peter, seeing Peter and John, he asked him for, for, for alms. Can you, can you spare something? And listen to this, verse four, Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them. So here we have the, the, the the recipe for the miraculous. Number one, the man was expecting to receive. Very seldom does the miraculous break out when nobody, nobody's expecting anything. That's why New Heights Church is so special. You got a, you, not everybody in here, but you got some people in here that just believe God will do anything. You got some people in here that God will just show up in a moment, in a time, in, a, in an instant, in, a, in a just, just any old time, God will just show up and wreck the whole thing. That's why, that's why we always encourage you bring somebody you care about to church because you don't know what God's going to do to them. I like it when you bring the tough nuts in here. They're the ones that get the most radical. They're the ones. Those ones that have been bound for years. Those ones from the Gadarenes. Come on, somebody. Those ones with all the problems. Those ones that everybody's scared to talk to about God because they're just so rude and hard and whatever. You bring them in the house of God and watch God, watch God take their stony heart out and replace it with a heart of flesh. So the Bible says they're walking through and the man says, can you can you give me something? Do you have anything to spare? And the Bible says Peter and John uh, fastened their eyes upon him and they said, look on us. Then Peter said this. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I freely give. Pause right there for a second. If you look that up in the original language, it's not saying I don't have any money. He's saying I don't have it with me. He's not saying I don't have any money. He said, I don't have it at hand. People didn't walk around with a debit card back then. You didn't have no Venmo, no Cash App, no any of that. So what you had was what you carried. And if you didn't want to be a target for a thief, you didn't carry it. So Peter looks at him and says, look, I don't have any money with me right now, but what I do have, I will freely... Give to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand. He lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up. He leaping up. Stood walked and entered with them into the temple. Walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. You're going to keep your faith in unstable times. You got to look for God until you find him. And when you find him. You got to look for God. Oh, I said it, but I think you missed it. Until you find him, you look for God. But when you have found him, you look for God. I'm not trying to be coy. I just think you might have missed it. Until you find him, you look for God. But when you have found him... You look for God. I'm no longer looking for what I have already found. I'm now looking on behalf of the one I found. I'm now looking for who is the hurting, who is the dying, who is the afflicted, who is the addicted, who is it that doesn't know you yet. I'm not looking for God as if I don't know him. I'm looking for God because I work for him. I am looking on his behalf. Who can I reach today? Who can I share with today? And my eyes are fastened on you. And I say, look at me. Look at me. Don't look around. Don't look at all these people that are ignoring you. Look at me. I used to be right where you are. And I met this man. Man named Jesus Christ, and He changed my entire life. I might not have everything at hand, but what I do have, I freely give. Touch my hand, rise up and walk. And instead of looking for God as if you don't know Him, you're looking for God because He lives on the inside of you. You're commissioned, you're anointed. The reason Christians get dull and boring is because they're looking for something they already found instead of looking for the one they found. I'm looking for you, God. Help me. Point my eyes. What do you want me to fixate on today? What do you want my life to do today? What do you want out of me this month, this week? Are you trying to up my giving? Are you trying to up my love? What do you want from me? Because I'm not looking for you like I don't know you. I'm looking on behalf of you at a bleeding, dying, hurting world. That must know that I might not have everything at hand, but whatever I do have, I'm willing to give it away. Until you find him, you look for him. And when you find him, you look for him. I'm not telling you it has to happen like this. Here's how it happened for me. God showed me a Polaroid picture of my wife in my head. I prophesied where she lived. Her father-in-law, my father in law sitting right over there. He can testify of everything I'm saying. Happy Father's Day. I saw her 40 days later. I met her. I went 40 days looking under rocks. Where is this girl? I'm gonna marry this girl. Name not know her name. I just knew I'm just gonna marry her. That girl right there. Glory to the Lamb. I'm marrying that one. And I looked for her, but now we're married, and I don't look for her like I don't have her mother's day was just a month or two ago whenever that is and I went to this jewelry store and he said I'm looking for a certain type of stone that I want and I want it to be unique and, and, and he said I have this one I said can you put it in a pendant put it in a pendant it's beautiful ended up getting done recently I was able to give it to her she, she, she had already seen the stone because I gave it to her on mother's day but then I was able to get the pendant formed because I love her I'm not looking for her like I haven't found her I'm looking on her behalf for what might make her pleased when you're married to the king of kings I'm not looking for the king I have found him or he has found me but for the rest of my days I will look for him I will look on his behalf. And if you do this, you'll never grow bored. You'll never go tired. Because every day is a new day when you're about your father's business. But if you keep looking for something you've already found, sooner or later, the joy will leave. The fire will leave. The passion will leave. And you'll start thinking things like this. I just haven't experienced God. My question is this Who has experienced God because of you? Because you look till you find Him, but when you find Him, you now look for Him. Who is in your life that you could have had a conversation? It doesn't have to take 30 minutes every time. Who is in your life? that a simple Jesus loves you and I'm praying for you might crack the shell of their heart only to give you access to not pour in your love, but to pour in the love of God that has revolutionized your love. So instead of looking for him as if we've lost him, see, the problem is, and and here's one of the problems with, and I I I gotta finish. One of the problems with the modern day church is we teach people the same darn thing Every Sunday, get saved, 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 get saved. saved. What if you're saved? Sit there and just be, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. We took the starting point and treated it like the finish line. And I'm here to tell you, there's a whole nother level to this thing. When you realize the eyes that you looked for him with are now the eyes he's going to use to look through you for others. But you got to do it. Somebody say do it. Stand to your feet if you would.
0: I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you